Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. And my patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show, patrons. Uh, it's Scooter who's thanking you in this train announcer voice. Uh, and let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing? Trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake, uh, whether it's uh, things you're thinking about, uh, uh, feelings, like so any emotions that are coming up, physical sensations, if your schedule's changed or you're getting ready to go on a trip or you got something going on, whatever it is, uh, I'd like to uh, take your mind off of that and uh, keep you company, help you fall asleep, really. And what I, I propose to do is I have this uh, safe place here, or, or hopefully a place that ideally at some point to you will feel sa- safe and welcoming. But I'm trying to craft out that coziness. Uh, or you might say, Scoots, I prefer, you know, could you, is, do you have a, a safe place that's a little less cozy? I'd say, of course I do. Come on over here. Like, this is a rough-hewn area. Believe it or not, I prefer it myself. I just don't publicize it. You know, there were the doubters when I said, well, uh, when they said, you know, when I did get that budget, uh, well, uh, to craft out the great safe place, uh, I said, when they looked at the plans, uh, they said, what is this area over here? I said, oh, it's a rough hewn uh, safe place, uh, part of the safe place. Uh, And that was their answer, speechless. Uh, It was a gathering of scientists and architects and uh, so many people, and I said, Do you, is there a problem with having a rough-hewn section of a safe place? Uh, and they said, no, 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 not a problem, just uh, interesting. And I said, oh, boy, that's the most interesting is when it comes out of a scientist's mouth is the most loaded word I've ever heard. And they said, well, I'm not a scientist. I'm a sci-. And I said, oh, that's even more loaded, believe me. yeah. Especially when you have a yellow pad like that. But, you know, I've been to therapy. I know, like, how this works. You say interesting, and then your pen starts moving. Or when you cast your eyes down. Anyway, actually, sorry about that. I didn't mean to go after. I was just speaking with this person that appreciates rough-hewn spaces. Uh, Welcome. I do have a rough-hewn space. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. You said a rouge-hewed space. I do have that as well. Thanks for clarifying that. Uh, A rouge-hewed space is something I uh, had never thought of, but I think it's a great idea. I had some place that was almost, I don't think I could call it rouge-hewed. Yeah, that's tough to say after saying rough-hewn. Uh, I got to get back to the intro, but there's, yeah, there's a rouge-hued place in the safe place. Uh, So I'm going to create a safe place. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, uh, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. 
I'm going to go off topic. Uh, you've, you've already seen it a few times here. Now, if you're new, welcome. I'm glad you're here. This podcast is definitely a, a different than all pod, you know, all podcasts. Uh, I mean, I think. And so, or how you kind of consume it is kind of up to you. But if you're first, if this is your first few times here, kind of look at it a bit passively. I guess to to dive into a metaphor we're already in, like imagine you had, imagine you were, instead of like open, like you said, well, what do you want to do this weekend? Go to some open, I, I know we're not buying anything, but you want to go to those historical open house, they got that historical open house thing. We could go check that out. What do you think? And you say, well, I heard about Scoots. Uh, it's, uh, you know, somewhere in the hillside somewhere. Uh, really, two somewheres in one sentence, huh? Oh, yeah. He, he Scoots is working on a safe place. Uh, you're calling it the U- Universal Self-Safe Place Initiative, I think, Uh and I, I was thinking we could just take a They're having an open house uh, with potential sections of safe places. A lot of people are uh, online are joking about the rough hewn part. Uh, and I thought I could put my hands on my hips and kind of walk around and just kind of take in the various types of safe places people might like or Scoots is anticipating people might like. You know, because of course we'd like a lot of people would like someplace cozy and comfy, uh, but I I just wanted to see the other ones, and they said it's you know free to walk around and just kind of see how it goes. Uh, that's kind of how you'd consume the podcast too. You'd say, huh, interesting. Is this Rouge? Is this is this Brickute safe place? And the person in there would say, well, this is a rouge-hued safe place, but if you move a few steps to your right, it will be more of a brick-hued safe place. Uh, and you say, really? How did they? Well, Scoots, I don't know if you realize this, uh, Scoots created the Roy G. Biv uh, Institute or something like that. Uh, it was originally for holiday lighting, and uh, he said he's been working on... Uh, other uses uh, because he sells a Roy G. Biv certified uh, certification. And uh, so that's just a, that, yeah, that's how they do it. Uh, Pantone or Panatone, they're, uh, you know, he's just waiting for clearance from them. He likes to pretend he's on the phone. He says, get Pantone on the phone. And we say, Scoots, it's now pronounced that way. So that's how you could consume the podcast, is if you're just strolling through a safe place, checking it out at first. And you'd say, I've never seen the, the physical embodiment of a variety of safe places. I'm just going to kind of take it in, and, and uh, this is different and not what I expected. Uh, this one, the show is a bit silly, though, at the same time. So that's one thing if you're new. Two, structurally what to expect. Uh, you're right, a little late for that, but... Uh, Show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the podcast uh, free for everybody and not behind a paywall uh, or pay paid service or something. Then there's the intro, which we're in the middle of here. And the intros are on 12 to 15 minutes of uh, wind-down time. Really, it's an introduction if you're new. So you say, oh, okay. 
you kind of don't get what this. I listen to two intros. I still don't get what the podcast is. I'd say, okay, definitely listen to Sleep With Me then. Uh, but if you're a regular listener, you, a lot of people start the podcast as part of their wind down. So as they're, before they get ready for bed or as they're getting ready for bed, maybe they're doing some foam rolling. Maybe they're doing some, you know, maybe instead of doing any rough hewing, you know, maybe they're doing some rouge hewing of their room. And they say, well, I'm going to get my room in a rouge. I don't know if that's sleep conducive, to be honest. I have no idea. I mean, maybe you're working, maybe you're de-rouging, right? You say, well, first I put on sleep with me. Then I start my skincare process, which we've talked about before. And for me, or for Noir Chardonnay, uh, there's a lot of rouge. So Noir Chardonnay uh, has to de-rouge. That's just a character from the podcast. So if you're derouging or something like that, and that's part of your, not just like something you do, but you have like made it in a way of part of your evening routine, you say, well, when I know, when the rouge comes off, uh, I, I know it's almost time for me to get relaxed. So I start listening to sleep with me. That's what the intro's for. Or you could be in bed. There are listeners that fall asleep during the intro, and there are listeners that just skip ahead to 20 minutes or so. Uh, so just kind of see how it goes. But the intro is kind of like a, it's not an integral part of the show because you could skip it. But it is kind of a part of the natural s- slow motion of the show. Uh, I'm just laughing because I don't even know how to describe it. It's not a, it doesn't have to be there, but it's kind of part of the, you know, like the movement of the sea or something. It's what you're right, uh, uh, safe place development brain. It is like one room in the safe place. Uh, it could be the entryway, or it could be your actual safe place, or it could be a passageway, uh, or it could be, you know, the kind of place you, see you come in, the mud, you know, the mud room. It could be that. There you go. There, there, here's, I know there's real estate people that listen. You see, we've got, we've got you a rough hewn mud room. You'd say, I'm sorry. What? Oh, yeah, this is a rough hewn mud room. That's what, what, oh, it's the latest thing. So, uh, it's so hardy, you know, perfect for, for demudding. Okay, so where was I? Okay, so that's the intro. Oh, the intro. That's the intro. Then there'll be a story, bedtime story, about uh, 40 minutes, 45 minutes or so. Thank yous at the end. There's business between the intro and the story. Uh, just because that's kind of how podcast uh, structures work. Uh, then uh, that's it for that. No need to listen. Uh, this is a podcast you could partially listen to, totally listen to or not listen to. And there's no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff. But you kind of drift off as you wish, like whatever works for you. I'll be here to keep you company, but... Uh, no, no pressure to pay attention. So, there's that. What other stuff? I, I probably forgot some stuff, huh? Um, the structure of the show. I don't know. I'm glad you're here. I mean, the reason I make the show is because I've been there in the deep dark night, tossing and turning, and I know how it feels, and I just want to help. Uh, and also, I truly believe you do deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, that I, I would like it uh, if this podcast could help you or lead you to something else that helps. Uh, so that you get the rest you need and deserve, and, and you could be out there living your life and flourishing.
So if you're new, see how it goes. If, if you listen two or three times, uh, yeah, it, it, at some point it might start working. If it doesn't, check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. Or if you're already having a strong reaction and you say, you definitely don't, yeah, sleep with me podcast, no thank you. There's other sleep podcasts and chill podcasts over there. Uh, but that's it. I, I just want to help. Uh, I appreciate you coming by and checking the show out. Uh, I work very hard. I yearn and I strive and I want to help you fall asleep. Uh, and here's a couple other ways we keep the show going. All right, everybody, uh, this is a special, uh, like, uh, for the season, the costume season, the ho- hollowing of the ween season. Uh, this is a little uh, seasonal episode uh, with, uh, it's, I'm going to hand it over uh, to a reporter the show has worked with in the past, uh, Claude Neon. Uh, but Claude used, uh, like, a serial price guide for a lot of uh, Claude's research, serialpriceguide.blogspot.com. So if you want to see a lot of these boxes that are on there, uh, along with, like, their value, and I'll include a couple other uh, cool links to other boxes and stuff. Uh, uh, all right, here you go, Claude. Uh, yes, yes, hello, everyone. This is Claude Neon. Thank you, Scooter. Uh, good to be back. Uh, this is Claude Neon Reports, and uh, you may remember me as uh, the reporter who broke the story on Roberta Kloss. Uh, it was many years ago, and I had an exclusive back then. I thought it would be, but you know, b- b- really break my career, the news of Roberta Kloss, uh, her adventures on uh, taking over uh, the holiday season, uh, the deliveries of presents, and the challenges uh, she faced. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't boost my career quite as much as you would think. Uh, exclusives like that would boost your career, but it's been uh, since then. Claude Neon's been um, well. I've been on a, I've been on my own personal journey, and uh, you know, doing some odd, odd, odds and ends and napping and those kind of things. But it's good to be back. You know, my inquiries of uh, tales untold, much like Scooters, has never uh, ceased and uh, will always be there. And this story is more, you know, this is more sleepy, too, because uh, we I discussed things with Scooter. And he said, well, uh, Claude, do you, you know, I said, could I come back on the show? He said, do you have any more, do you have any reports? And I said, uh, I'm rep- reporting uh, and uh, working, not right now. And Scooter said, well, when you do come, give, give me, get a hold of me. And I said, well, what about, uh, and, uh, he, then I said, Scooter, I don't have it. And he said, well, what about some interviews? And I said, interesting, interesting. And I said, who do you, who do you have for me to interview? And Scooter said, have you ever heard how any of my interviews go? They're usually, he said, he said, what about, uh, and then he did me a favor. He did me a solid and he introduced me. Uh, to who I'm here with uh, this evening, who I'm here with for a sleepy discussion, uh, a tale, a time to reminisce and learn more about the famous uh, Count Chocula. I'll be here tonight uh, talking to Count Chocula as we look back on the boxes and the toys that were in those boxes. Uh, and we take a trip down memory road because uh, there's a lot we don't know about Count Chocula. 
including like does Count Chocolate, does Chocolate Milk, you know, does Chocolate Milk, so I'm here with Count Chocolate, we might as well write in the studio, thank you for being here and making time for us on uh, Claude Neon Reports, ah, uh, thank you Claude. Uh, and you are, you were an icon. I mean, I don't mean to shatter any delusions for you. And I know you've had a comeback recently. And just, just a few days ago, I was with Scooter, uh, because I didn't think this was going to be real. I'm really touched to, to be here with you. Can I call you Count or, uh, Count Chocula? Uh, Claude, either one is fine. And... So as with Scooter, and this, you know, maybe you're already sitting down, Count. Uh, Scooter and I were at a, a grocery store that he frequents that refuses to advertise on the podcast. We'll just say it's called TJ's. And there was a person there who said that their cereal, one of the employees said their cereal sales are so down they're getting ready to get rid of uh a lot of their breakfast cereals. And I know that can't be easy for you to hear, Count Chocula. But much like me, you know, times change and people change. Uh, but we're we're here to look at the past and look at the future at the same time and learn about you. While we talk about, you know, some of the boxes, uh, the way you 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 were, uh, particularly because we have listeners that may. Here's the thing, count. We live in an interesting time. You know, a lot of the youth in the past, uh, in the streaming era, particularly haven't been exposed to, to as many TV television commercials as someone like a Scooter or myself were. And so they don't get a regular uh, dose of uh, uh, characters like you. And I don't know if that, you know, I'm, I, don't, I don't know anything about the serial business. Uh, I only know my end of the business. Uh, right, and... So what I was going to say was that uh, so they don't consume as many commercials, and I don't know if that's why they consume less cereal or because it's kind of a treat. Like in, Now, I don't want to project everything through Scooter, but I know at his house, you know, breakfast cereal is a weekend only or a Saturday morning only kind of thing. Also, they don't have Saturday morning cartoons. So can you kind of explain to us... Uh, like a little bit about the environment you flourished in, about breakfast cereals, uh, you know, the, the what I would say was the glory days of television advertising to children and to, to children's breakfast cereals. Well, thank you, Claude. Thank you for having me on, everyone. I'm I'm counting. I'm going to call myself Count Claudi uh, by accident. I'm uh, Count Chocula. And you may know me as the Count Chocula on a breakfast cereal. You may have seen my face, my visage. You may have seen me eating my own cereal and said, well, that's strange. I didn't like, are you a, does that make you a double account uh, that consumes his own? And I say, well, I'm a count that consumes chocolate, Count Chocula. And I also love chocolate, but this isn't really about me. It's about cereal and about the, you know, the past. Uh, so once upon a time, there was a world where you couldn't stream things on demand. TV was a linear. It was limited at times, and it was uh, broken up into segments by commercials. 
And the commercials brought you the, the television stuff for free, and you watched the commercials, and the com- commercials needed to be entertaining, and they needed to market products. In my particular, uh, I was a product marketed to children, a breakfast cereal, uh, and, uh, you know, I may have had more influence behind the scenes. You may call me just talent, uh, even though, you know, I did have a lot of influence on what went into the cereal. I mean, not the final ingredients, the flavor and the toys uh, and some creative things. But mostly I was talent. Uh, I, if you Are you a real chocolate count? I know that's what another question that Scooter would ask, Claude. Uh, and that is true. Like, I was discovered, and I think Scooter's kind of talked about that. And that's a tale for another time. You know, this is my history. So there was a, a television there was children's television, particularly on Saturday mornings. There was a block of cartoons and uh, children's, uh, because you, you didn't have a myriad of options. Uh, this was back in the old uh, days of mass media. And so children would watch television, the majority, I, I would uh, guess, uh, on Saturday mornings from, we'll say, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., and in between those would be uh, commercials for toys, commercials for breakfast cereal, commercials for snacks and clothing, uh, things that children would ask their parents to buy. Now, at this time, it was a competitive business, too. So there were, this is just my, as an outsider, I wasn't on, was on the boards, I didn't run the companies, I was uh, work for hire. Uh, but so, you know, I did get a little bit on the back end because they were using my visage and part of my story, uh, my, part of my biography. You know, I am a, a chocolate count. I am a, a count that does rely on consumption of chocolates, uh, but I also enjoy it. So you'd go, so you'd see commercials like myself, uh, Frank and Barry and Boo Bear. Bo- Frank and Barry and Boo Berry were my sidekicks. Uh, they also, my friends, uh, my companions, my co-workers, they also had their own cereals. I don't know if Claude will be interviewing them or not. Uh, but So that was a little bit about my story. Now, the competition within breakfast cereals was strong. You know, there was many others, and people would call them sugared, fortified breakfast cereals or whatever. Uh, frosted and flavored. Uh, and we'll, we'll, let's just put aside any judgments about those things and... Uh, just talk about that it was a competitive business and you wanted the children consuming your cereal if you were the cereal maker. And one of the ways you did that is not only with uh, brilliant partnerships with people like myself, uh, Frank and Barry, Boo Barry, uh, and some other affiliated characters, uh, but also including not just uh, people talk about branding nowadays, uh, they don't know what it was like in the glory days of branding and visual marketing. You needed boxes. You needed colors. You needed uh, things for kids to look at because they, they didn't have a tablet or whatever, a device. So each box needed to tell a story, and the story being told was of a happy child. Uh, and, the, you know, the, the, this is just the truth, too, that the, children, the child was getting joy from the cereal. And you might have a reaction to that, uh, but maybe you did have a reaction of joy because each cereal normally had activities on it and probably a premium toy within it or not so premium 
a prize inside, much like a Cracker Jack before us, uh, to justify not only the price point of the cereal, but to put it to, to, to make it stand out and to make keep you coming back. Uh, these may seem, you know, strange to you in your modern age, uh, but it really isn't. And wasn't asking for much. A cheap toy uh, really went a long way. I mean, you might sit in judgment, uh, but when you were the one unpacking it or anticipating unpacking it or looking at it and, and wishing for it, uh, it called, that was something I really uh, took pride in, is at least being involved in the decision-making and trying to influence the toys in the box design. Okay, Count, so one thing about your cereal. So it was a bit like uh, you had chocolate marshmallows shaped like you, or uh, and then frosted cereal kind of like circles, like with a cross in the middle, uh, is what I, I kind of remember. Well, Claude, we'll just take this, uh, this story one step at a time. Okay, so Count, tell me about, uh, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to think about a 12-ounce box. Uh, and I want you to tell me, like, what is one of the first toys you, that comes to your mind? Uh, maybe with you on the cover. Maybe also well-themed. Oh, well, you're talking about the door knocker. Uh, and you're right that that was, uh, that was a good one. Holy cow. Was that one of the bright days uh, is when we had a door knocker. Now, it was plastic and for children's bedroom, but it was my f- it was a, a, a chocolate-colored uh, door knocker uh, with my face on it. Uh, and it really felt like that got the mood for, uh, you know, th- that, uh, th- that, you know, this is for kids and uh, that, uh, you know, it seemed very much like you'd find in Transylvania where... Where you know, I I probably lived in Chocolvania. I forget. Uh, you know, this sometimes have passed. Okay, Count. Well, that is good. Now another one I want to think of. Uh, there was a time where there was a lot of uh, parachute toys, and it, basically what it was was like a plastic bag with a string, and then like an action a, a plastic not an action figure but a figurine. And I remember a lot of those things, you know, they would work. You'd, you'd, sometimes you'd have to throw them up and they wouldn't work. You'd have to drop them from a height. Uh, but I really did. So if, does that ring any bell? Oh, yeah. So we had the uh, the puff shoot, it was called. Oh, boy, was that a good time. Now, ours had some advancements that fit in right where you're talking about. One, we had a, a, a tube. uh that you would shoot it out like you'd blow uh, that out. Two, it was a, a, a we had a parachute frame, so there was a figure of myself uh, standing proudly, uh, my cape around my shoulders, my hand at my chest, uh, and then there was instead of having uh, rope uh, or string, we had plastic attachments to the parachutes. Uh, and they were rubbery, which gave us the, the chance to pack it on the tube and then launch it uh, out of the tube without some of the difficulty of what you're saying. Now, you always wanted your parents uh, or the adult figures in your life uh, to help you as you went along. And we did have those uh, 
uh, we did have those with other characters as well. Okay, Count. Now, do you ever know, have you ever uh, uh, thought, like, did you ever have any crossovers with other brands or other companies? Oh, uh, oh, Claude, you're thinking of maybe our, our Harlem uh, Globetrotters T-shirt offer. Now, I don't know the years anymore that all uh, runs together, but it was only a dollar fifty and one box bottom uh, to get. Now, this was during the cartoon version of the Harlem Globetrotters TV show. Uh, you know, they were very popular as both. Uh, you know, the basketball team appearing on television, live action shows, as well as uh, animated shows. And yeah, you could just send in a box bottom, and for only a, a, just a dollar fifty, you could get uh, your own uh, t shirt. Uh, quite a deal, I think, at the time. Uh, very exciting. Now, uh, there was times, uh, now, 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 this is interesting, Count, because this is kind of like a throwback and a throw forward. Uh, you know, nowadays they have these things called bath bombs, uh, where you put it in the bathtub and it fizzes and it, it puts, you know, puts some salt and some refreshment in the air. Uh, but you were, you were at the cutting edge of that a long, long time ago. Uh, could you tell us about that? Oh, yes. This was a time, uh, uh it was, it was a very good, a good day. So we had, a three pack it was uh it was bath time fun sets uh, so that you could take a bubble bath uh with you know myself or uh boo berry frankenberry or our wolfy poo friend uh and it came with a, a soap figurine so you had soap to clean yourself and again this was a little bit more of a cartoon version than the parachute version of me uh, then you had a washcloth that said uh, Count Chocula on it and a picture of my lovely face. Uh, and then a package of a scented bubble bath. Uh, all those together, for, again, for just a dollar fifty in, in a box top, uh, you could get all of those things. Wow, that's amazing. And who knows what it would cost to get that on eBay, huh? Probably a bunch of dough. Uh, yeah, probably do, would, 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 uh, and yeah, we made it for fun for everybody getting clean and, uh, having fun. No, you didn't just have fun in the bathtub, uh, like, uh, you had fun outside in the world. Uh, was there something, uh, do you ever remember one for your bike, uh, oh yes, Claude, I do. It was a spinner, uh, and it was, uh, a bit like, uh, what are those things called? A pinwheel. Uh, for your bike, uh, uh, your your buddy Count Chocula. Again, we, this was back when Wolfie Poo, uh, we had Blueberry and Frankenberry. And it would make riding your bike even more fun. It came This one came right in the box, uh, just like the parachute set, uh, right inside. You know, you did probably had to do some digging around. And I know people like Scooter, as soon as... Uh, if if there was ever a toy in a box of cereal, the scooter could find it first before his siblings. Uh, but this was something you uh, clipped onto your handlebar of your bicycle, and it would uh, it looked like a bit like I was in an airplane, uh, flying an old-fashioned airplane, and smiling and really enjoying it. Uh, 
it was durable, made of plastic. And again, you could get all four uh, if you could get to the store or get your parents to go to the store and uh, buy all those uh, boxes of cereal. Uh, okay, so count. By the way, we're using a, a cereal price guide over on Blogspot uh, for a lot of these uh, trips down memory road. Uh, what about uh, anything that, like, offered a chance uh, for a d- dis- uh, disguise? Oh, boy, did we have that. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. It was an iron-on, uh, so you had an iron-on shirt uh, that you could iron on to a T-shirt. And for a while, these were big things. You could, uh, you know, you could, uh, you could put it on your shirt, and uh, it would uh, make you... Uh, Look a bit like uh, the the uh, character, your favorite character. So mine had me dancing, kind of, and it said Count Chocula. And then it came with ears. You know, I have ears that look a bit like, uh, as some people would say, they look a bit like, um, um, uh, what is that, a Vulcan uh, or an elf, uh, and then uh, something to put on your eye, your eyebrows, so you have eyebrows like mine, and a set of teeth uh, for tasting all that good, good chocolate. Oh, wow. So that is exciting. That is exciting. And your friends, you could also get ones like your friends as well. So you're saying, yeah, these were those were the good days. Oh, boy, was were those glory days. Uh, now, I believe that uh, th- now we're working our way through the 70s right now. So even some, a lot of listeners weren't even around then. And, and uh, there was even a secret agent pen at one point. Uh, that must have been cool. Yeah, you know, I didn't want that one because I felt like it wasn't uh, branded to, to me and the team. So that was one I was not a fan of. Uh, Okay, so then we'll move on. And the next one, uh, staying in the 70s, was uh, uh, called a surprise. And this one even had a, uh, this one has a bit of a cartoon. I'm not sure uh, if it has anything to do with all of you, called the Golden Valley. Oh, yes, they had, uh, this was when we had random Inside of those boxes were three possible surprises. So a toothbrush holder, Count Chocula themed, uh, which would cover the bottom half of your toothbrush but hold it up upright, uh, about three inches high with my myself on there. A whiz ring, uh, kind of Count Chocula themed in some sense, a bit like Frisbee, or a mini figurine of myself, uh, it was kind of like in the middle of a stride, uh, and yeah, those, so those were those were pretty good toys. I liked the uh, the fact that they offered the children randomness and the option, uh, you know, randomness and the option to uh, get that. Uh, uh, what about uh, like there was also times where there was like cutout things? Uh, oh yes, yeah, so that one went a little far. It was just a cutout uh, uh, M-A-S-K of me, and it said, Fool Your Friends, which I guess it was a, it was a cartoon version, so it did, and it was a face size uh, that you were supposed to cut out and kind of put a string on uh, and, you know, just cut out the eyes so you could see it. Uh, 
It was a great disguise, uh, but I don't know if it would fool anybody, actually. And then as the 70s account came came on, uh, you started to uh, do some crossovers with the the Star Wars films, correct? Oh, yeah, we did. So we had, uh, first it was Star Wars stick-ons, uh, which were, you know, kind of like a sticker, but you could also uh, do a mail-in. So there's a, a scenes from the movie Star Wars, uh, one of four. So, again, you'd want to try to get all four. Uh, there was Next Wing versus Vader. Uh, there was uh, the, the the team on. It was just different cool things. And these came in uh, a variety of cereals, not just uh, me and my friend's cereal. But you could also get refunds on uh, Star Wars toys when you bought them from Kenner, who used to make those toys. Uh, you could keep your proof of purchase uh, from your cereal and your proof of purchase from the toy. And you'd get a 50%, 50 cent or dollar refund. If you had an X-Wing or a TIE Fighter, you could get a dollar back. Wow, that is truly exciting. Uh, now, and then the next year you had, uh, what did you have? Oh, we had cards, trading cards, one of six. Uh, I remember there was a C-3PO, or one was C-3PO and R2-D2. I think there was one just of R2-D2, a little close to the uh, other ones, I believe. Uh, but, yeah, that was a good one. And I think there was even an offer for a special card case on that one. Uh, but, yeah, yeah I, I don't exactly uh, remember. But we were getting a little too heavy, in my opinion, towards the crossovers, but they wouldn't cease. Oh, but the next year you did a you you had a record out, uh, uh, not just one record, Claude, but three. You could get one of three records. Uh, There's three different records in the box. Uh, there was the Monsters Go Disco, uh, Count Chocula Goes to Hollywood, and uh, Monster Adventures in Outer Space, uh, and they were fun records. Um, and they were short, you know, they only had a few minutes of playing time, but uh, in each box and the records uh, had, uh, uh, oh, records, you may not call it, you may need to, before there was uh, tapes or CDs, they called them vinyl now. And yeah, you could play those on a record player, and uh, yeah, they were pretty cool. And they, they were colored, they had uh, beautiful, uh, be- beautiful uh, cartoons or uh, drawings of all of us, a uh, theme to the record. Uh, very bright colors, very good branding. That was one of my favorites, to be honest with you, especially in this dearth of crossovers. Because uh, then the next one, we, you could order a, there was a, you could get a, a, a Battlestar Galactica adventure card uh, again, or there was also uh, you could mail in for a space station. Uh, then not long after that was a Star Wars motion picture crossover, which again had collector close-ups, again cards uh, that you could win, or cards you could get. You could also order a Star Trek light beam, which was basically a flashlight uh, for just a dollar with proof of purchase. 
so uh, there was one of Spock, uh, which I'm surprised they didn't do more crossovers with just Spock and I. And again, not long after that, it was uh, now this is talk about timely. We would love to get you in with the Marvel characters now. But this was you could get a Marvel superhero sticker, huh? Yeah, I believe there was uh, the Hulk, uh, Spider-Man, Captain America, uh, and uh, um, and uh, Spider-Woman. Uh, uh, oh, a forest friend man and forest friend woman uh, scooter because you got to change. Uh, uh, oh, you're right. Uh, one of eight uh, Marvel superhero stickers. And then there was also... Uh, uh, you could, with uh, proof of purchase, you could get Marvel Superhero Presto Magic X Dry Transfer Games. Uh, yeah, that was basically like an iron-on, but on the paper. Uh, they had ones where it was vinyl stickers uh, that you could play with. Uh, but these ones, you would actually just, uh, they're dry transfer pictures, so you'd rub it with your pencil like an iron-on, and it would be on the paper. A bit like stickers, uh, but pretty fun. I know that, uh, yeah, well, Scooter, I don't think he ever had any of those. I think it's, maybe he's seen his classmates with those. Uh, so that was another like crossover we did. What about this one? How do you feel about this? That uh, There was one time on the back of it uh, where it said, which has more sugar, an apple or a bowl of Count Chocula? And it said an apple. You know, Claude, we all have times that uh, our voice wasn't heard, and that was one for me. Uh, yet I don't look back at that uh, in a positive way. Uh, but moving on to the 80s, we you had uh, paper to like uh, paper dolls, uh, character cutouts, you called them, where you could cut it out and stand it up and play with it. Uh, yeah, I liked that because I always like it when I'm dancing with joy. Like, you know, on the covers of some of the Count Chocula serials is my head. Uh, but on other ones, it's me pouring, dancing and pouring the milk in with joy. And I really, uh, that was, that's real joy. Uh, now, this is something I really wish I could have had. Uh, and I, I remember going to kids' houses that had things like this, uh, and now you could do this repurposing with a cardboard box. Uh, but what was it? The scooter was a mis- on the back. You could order a uh, a mansion, which looked a bit like a castle where all of us lived together. Frankie Berry, Chow Chocula, Boo Berry, and it was our mansion. You could it was kind of like a hideout. Yeah, like a bit like a a washing machine box. Uh, but painted, uh, it had, uh, it also had things you could stick on there, uh, like a window, a door, four feet tall, corrugated cardboard, easily assembled in about five minutes. It was twelve ninety nine uh, plus two, uh, UPC codes from the serial. And you sent it to Monster Mansion, box, uh, 1629, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Wow. What an age that uh, some people got to live in that you could just order. I mean, I guess twelve ninety five is not exactly cheap back then either, but uh, pretty cool. It was pretty cool, and I I never got my own sample to play with. Uh, 
but I would have loved to, to uh, okay, next up, uh, now this is when, this is the 80s, and they had, uh, there, there was a thing called, there was Walkmans, uh, which were portable tape players and radios, but then there was even a portable handheld TV, uh, which now seems, uh, it, like, uh, it's pretty cool. And Sony made those, and you had a giveaway, a game card inside, where a thousand people did win Sony Watchmen's, uh, yeah, that was a time scooter that uh, the dream was starting to come true that wouldn't be realized till now, where people were, uh, you know, really, uh, this is when we went into these more games. Uh, it was a big sweepstakes era, and that was the one. Then the next, I remember this well, Claude, uh, we had the Money Machine game, uh, where that was more, this was trying to pitch parents, you know, uh, you could win up to $100,000 instantly. Uh, it uses game cards. It, it was, uh, again, they, they said, well, what if we uh, get rid of the toys and see how that does? But then it wasn't long uh, before we went. Uh, the next feature I remember was a Super Bubble Bubble Gum, four pieces inside a cereal. And they even had a picture of myself blowing a bubble, which would be tough with my teeth. I, I have rabbit-like teeth, uh, uh, that makes it, they're actually straw teeth that I use to, 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 to drink my chocolate milk. We also kind of, yeah, we had Frank and Barry and Boo Berry holding the super bubble, bubble gum. There was another crossover. Uh, then we tried bigger marshmallows. Now the marshmallows, as you indicated, were shaped like my head. So we tried to put in these bigger marshmallows. Uh, it just, you know, cause we had a lot of marshmallow competition back then. Uh, another thing that was big in the 80s were stamps. Uh, so we had uh, stamps of ourselves. Uh, those were cool. Uh, those were, uh, you needed three proofs of purchase. Now, this was a mail-in one, which sometimes people got uh, frustrated with because they thought the stamps would be inside. And I wonder, you know, the children that did end up following through on these mailing ins and had the wherewithal to do that, they're probably... Maybe they were running things uh, the past 20 years. Uh, I don't know, Count, because I only know Scooter was not mailing anything in. He was just uh, complaining, probably. But those, So there's a three-stamp set of uh, Boo Berry, uh, you, and Frankenberry, huh? Yeah, very cool. Uh, self-inking stamps, by the way, uh, which uh, they acted like they invented those, but they were around for a while. Uh, then we had another uh, thing with uh, the Super Bubble Bubble Gum, which was America's first twist wrap to gum, by the way. Along with another pitch for the uh, castle we had. Uh, then we went back. I don't know if they discovered more because of the uh, this one was another. Uh, it was 350 at this point with two UPC codes, but it was another bath kit. Uh, but you got uh, three soap figures uh, for three fifty, uh, Frankenberry, Count myself, and uh, Booberry, and then three sponges uh, of all of us. And talk about fun! I mean, how do you get more fun than that? Especially with the soap figurines uh, that were really, really well done. Uh, you know, I, this was before three D printing, and if you were to look at those designs, you'd say. 
that the soap was really crafted. I guess this was a glory time for shaped soap. Uh, then we did a promotion for wacky wafers that I remember. Uh, wacky wafers were like a sweet tart type uh, candy, fruit flavored, very well flavored, a Waka product, Willy Waka product. And one came, a pack of, uh, I don't know if it was three or four, came in inside. Oh, six of them, actually. Oh, I was wrong. So two packs of three. And then also came with a coupon for free. Uh, you could, so that was a really good deal. Uh, you could bring the coupon into the store and get a 2.06-ounce uh, tube, uh, much like your sprees uh, come of uh, wacky wafers. And I don't know if they're still available today. Then this was the late 80s, I think, uh, when there was a great personalization of shoes. Uh, and these were shoe taggers, uh, which you could personalize with just three UPC symbols uh, free just with those. Uh, and you could get your name embossed on these or like... Uh, and you could put them on your shoes so people would know uh, one for each foot, two personalized name tags. Didn't really have to do with us, but it was popular then. Uh, then we, uh, now this was a time I wish they'd branded us because, uh, this was when matchbox cars and other cars, uh, in our case, a stomper four by fours, uh, you could get a free, there was a free sticker inside the box and then you could order your own four by four. Uh, with uh, two UPC symbols, but they weren't branded myself, or, so I wasn't too happy about that. You know, I prefer the, the, myself to be in there. Uh, then we had a special one with uh, extra booberry, but not booberry. GH, like we had changed some of the cereal shape uh, from the circle to GHOST, like booberry Caspers, I guess you'd say. So the marshmallows were me. I liked this cover of the box because I was standing over it, uh, kind of uh, doing it. Uh, but new cereal pieces, you could also, again, there was uh, a chance to order your stamps and you could act, get an extra GHO, like a Casper stamp. Uh, so then it was a, st uh, uh, a chance to get a free stamp of the G Casper and then for a dollar fifty extra you could order uh, the other three of us as stamps. Um, so that was good. Then again, another one that was only kind of themed, it was a uh, wacky wax. Uh, and this was kind of like, a where you could have a mustache or, uh, lips, blue lips or a mustache or a bit like, uh, my lips and teeth, but not a Count Chocula version they said it was chewing gum, but it was more wax, uh, flavored wax. And but they didn't do any branding with us. And again, this is when they stopped listening to me. Again, we went back. Uh, I, I don't know if it was a new company, Superbubble. Was that the original company? Uh, but they had three pieces of Superbubble. Superbubble had tried to expand to more flavors uh, from the original, just uniflavor. So in there, they had uh, cherry, grape, fruit, apple, and tropical punch, uh, and not just bubblegum flavored. 
then we had another chance uh, with the classic uh, count. Uh, they had uh, disguise stickers you could order uh, that you could put on yourself uh, uh, to peel off, uh, but they were actual stickers. You could also order a, a classic kind of universal the characters from Universal that are similar to us. Another one that was just disappointing to me was, so we added, it was for the Halloween season, but it was just a straight 100% Starburst promotion on all boxes, not themed to us. It was Tropical Starburst, which came inside, and then there was a coupon in back. Again, another time I wasn't happy. Uh, then there, we did a cross promo with Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, this came with a mystery drawing disc, uh, which was uh, fun. And then an ad for Universal Studios. Uh, uh, but it, we were included, at least in the advertising, like looking on like we wanted to go. Uh, this was for some reason Booberry was excluded from this. Uh, and we had another friend, uh, Mum, uh, who was involved. Uh, but this is when Universal Studios Hollywood was expanding, I think, uh, and trying to get more people to visit. Uh, uh, then, let's see what else we had. Then we had a reinvention. I got to think, uh, Claude, what year was this? Uh, let me see your research here. Uh, 1988 account. Yeah, so 1988, uh, they really tried to reboot me and redraw me, and they put a bedroom sign that said, Don't look in my bedroom, uh, which was a sign to put on the door, uh, and it had also had uh, my... Uh, it also had the ability to put my eyes from the front in like a little bit of a 3D way, which was fun. Yeah, but that was like when they tried to draw me a little bit differently. It wasn't long. They went back to classic, uh, and they had for now. This was not an expense. They had a coloring book offer uh, with a sweatshirt, uh, but it was uh, it was uh, like uh, I think it was like around fifteen dollars, uh, and there was a coloring book and. Uh, a sweatshirt, but not themed towards just towards us. Other uh, uh, things we worked with. Uh, in '89, we did a, a BAT marshmallows, and then uh, we had a notebook cover, which was cool. It was uh, of us uh, running around a, a house, uh, and that was a fun one. It was uh, you could use motions. That was three twenty-five. You could order that. And it was called the Spooky Trail Notebook Cover. Uh, again, a good time. Good time was had by all. Uh, then we started to lose uh, the regular appearance of toys. Uh, this one was an activity, Connect the Dots. Uh, it was Frank and Barry and I in the forest, and we had uh, found a Sasquatch. Uh, so if you connected the dots on the back of the box, uh, it was a Sasquatch. Again, this was a more modern drawing of me. Maybe a time, you know, as we got rid of uh, my popularity, because I was standing over the marshmallows with my new-look face, uh, with my arms spread. 
Uh, but we still had some time. We had a, a fun one, which was the Spooky Shape Maker. Uh, I think that was the late 80s, early 90s, which is like where it's like, uh, what do you call that? Uh, where you, uh, you you put a piece of paper over it and you run a crayon across it and then it, it embosses it on there. And those were fun. Uh, there was me. Uh, there was a... Uh, uh, there was one with my face, there was one of a B-A-T, there was one of a C-A-T, and one of those was inside the box of cereal, which was nice. Uh, then we had another one without a prize inside, uh, which was a memory challenge uh, activity. Uh, then this one, instead of a prize, we had a glow, at least it was cool, it was a glow-in-the-dark surprise Uh which was me glowing in the dark on the back of the box. Uh, so that was a classic. Uh, then we tried a BLOB marshmallow along with the BAT. And the, then they kind of did, there was, it was supposed to be I introducing other sidekicks for me, these BLOBs. Uh, so they had a little maze on the back of one of the boxes. So that was in the 90s. Uh, then we had uh, Bolt uh, uh, Marshmallows for a brief time, uh, which were interesting. Again, trying to redo the marshmallows. You could order Betty Crocker catalog and another maze like built into my tower. Uh, then a crossover that at least they branded the back, glow-in-the-dark band-aids. Uh, I think you got two of those inside, and they you know they had cool designs. They glowed in the dark, you know, make kids happy. Uh, and at least I was on there with the kids saying, wow, which, uh, you know, I appreciate. I appreciate getting in the boxes. That's one of the things I love. You know, Count, we're getting down to the t- time here. Uh we just we don't have that many more boxes to go. Please, this is all I have, Claude. Okay, so where do we leave off was uh, with this? Um, yeah, then we had a, a like a another one looking for hidden pictures. That one I didn't even appear in the center of the box. They had a BAT that you could cut out uh, with wacky eyes, and I was just on the top of the box. Uh, uh, so that was, you know, obviously I wasn't happy about that. So then they kept the kind of lightning bolt promotion going. Uh, then we had uh, one where, again, they tried to redo me again. They had, like, a lot of, uh, you know, puzzles on the back, geared up for chocolate. Because uh, they had, uh, uh, there was magical marshmallows in that one that would appear. And uh, so that was, uh, I don't know, like as soon as you added milk. Uh, then we went into full reboot mo- mode. Uh, you know, they changed my box to purple. Uh, they started putting me in the background. Uh, there was a gummy uh, forest friend there and a, a fake mirror on the back for radical reflections. And that was the 90s. I went neon. They changed me around. They uh, gave me a dog with uh, sunglasses. And, you know, and then uh, I started getting smaller and smaller. The next box in 94, uh, the dog was even bigger than me. 
And they did make a comeback uh, with uh, a CD uh, that was in the box. That was cool. I think that was in the mid-90s with uh, music and sounds. Uh, So, you know, this was when the box was fully purple. Uh, In 97, you could order your own watch, uh, which I think was a cool thing. But again, you're having to order it uh, along with a bunch of other things you could buy. Watch was ten fifty. It did glow in the dark. Uh, uh, there was a T-shirt that said "Count on it." Uh, so they're trying to brand me a little bit more. Uh, we had like fun games on that one, but again, I was kind of checked out at this point. Uh, they had uh, moved away from everything you know that was close to me. Then we did a movie crossover with the movie Casper, with uh, Casper shaved in marshmallows. Uh, that was when it came out on video. You could also get a Casper lunchbox for eight ninety nine. Uh, not exactly high points in my career. Uh, then Lost World Dino Spoon, which again I like the movie, but I don't know what it had to do with me. Uh, we just was full crossover era. We did another one. I mean, you can see at this point I was a bit uh, disillusioned. We did a crossover uh, with uh, Hershey's. Now uh, we were really made with Hershey's cocoa. Uh, Then a crossover with Casper and the direct-to-video movie with Wendy. uh, And more games. A couple of crossovers with that. A crossover with Goosebumps. Uh, 2000, uh, crossover with Dairy Queen. You know, I mean, you already know what happened. And then a crossover with Inspector Gadget, uh, a crossover with, uh, now this was cool. It was a, a mini projector flashlight with a, a bug's life. Uh, so we're even into the Pixar area era. Uh, we did a crossover with Shaggy-shaped marshmallows along with Sco- Scooby-Doo, the new Scooby-Doo cartoon. And, you know, that's kind of it almost. Uh, 99, I don't even, like, I just stopped. Uh, I think it was, I can't even remember what it was. A couple more crossovers with Scooby-Doo. And, uh, you know, I, I guess, yeah, I didn't... At this point, I said, "Who am I? You know, who 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 who, who, who was uh, you know? They had what bobbleheads. Uh, they tried to go. You know, then that's when they. I think for a while I was shut down. Uh, but you, know, if you look, uh, uh, there's like uh, I don't know. It's not easy. It's what I guess I'm saying. It's never been easy." But as you see, it was a lot of joy in there, a lot of uh, things to talk about. Uh, well, it's good we had you on. I, I thought, you know, this would be a boost for my career account, but it sounds like it was more a boost for uh, putting toys back in cereal. If, you know, if anything we could agree on, it could be that. Yeah, or that just talking about this is kind of sleepy. So I appreciate it. Appreciate you, Claude Neon. Uh, good night. Good night, everybody.